should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book. You can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Hello and welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because we need somebody to kiss as the ball drops. <laughs> my name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Benedict, the New Year's baby. Benedict, what's your New Year's resolution? Oh, to make you skip an episode. <laughs> when you are, gonna happen. When you are dying, as you clearly currently are. Not gonna Kevin happen. hasn't slept since we recorded last week's episode okay, yesterday. I did sleep. I absolutely did okay, sleep. Kevin I just only got maybe, about four hours okay, of sleep. That is not enough sleep when you are over 21. I'm sorry to tell you, your body can't do that anymore. You know what? Honestly, I feel about the same as I did when I was 21 and only getting four hours of sleep. Yeah, but that was for a much more good. interesting reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, maybe not uh, more interesting, but more fun. Yep, you know, as Benedict mentioned, uh, we are recording the day after we recorded last week's episode. This is uh, pre-recorded because we are both going to be traveling over the next week or two. Uh, and uh, 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 yeah, so I am. I am all. I'm still tired. Um, so if I make any mistakes, I don't know. Maybe I question verbally Mariah Carey's race again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was aware to that be it's fair, the exhaustion me. speaking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but anyways, Benedict, uh, you probably know. Wait, hold uh, on. What's your news resolution? You have oh. to. You have to do it. Oh, I do. Yeah, I don't really do those. I don't. Okay, you can't be I've like, never... "What's your?" I've never done them either. But you just made I... me state mine for the record. Yeah, but I don't so... know if you know this, Benedict. Uh, but this is called the intro of a show, and it's where we just talk sort of about things that are interesting uh, okay. to hook the audience and make us feel personable and real, Fine. Uh, so they don't realize that we're actually just the Soros puppets mm. that we are. Um, we're AI generated. I mean, but the, the audience. Oh yeah, can't I'm Chatbot G- GPT four. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's me. Uh... But anyways, Benedict, show where we go deep. Deep, deep, deep to plumb the depths. Oh, I should have done like deep old acquaintance. Be forgot. Deep, deep, deep. Something I don't know. I don't have it off the top of my head today to plumb I... the depths of right wing thought by reviewing a chapter from work of conservative nonfiction and in between taking a look at an example. Yep, it's the same as last week. I'm well. just struggling here. Yeah, no, and it's... it's all staying in the edit. Okay. It's all staying in the all edit because right. I don't have time this, for this. Sort of make good me look this good. week. <laughs> Other examples of the right doing their best to make America hate again. Benedict, start us off. Do you have a hot take for yeah, us? Yeah, I think if you don't have to do a New Year's resolution, I shouldn't have to do a hot oh, take. Oh, you're so a dick. That's my hot take. Oh, you're a real dick. You're a real, real What's dick. What's your hot take? Uh, Vox $8 Vox Day is my Excuse take. Excuse me? Uh, what? <laughs> no. What? No. That's too layered. That's too layered. That's okay for anyone. It's a good joke, though. It's a good joke. It's a fine joke. It's an Ah. okay joke. It's too layered (laughs) for people that aren't super online. Uh, I feel like everyone knows what's going on with Twitter right now. I really do. Nobody really ever knows what's going on with Twitter. But if you realize that 90% of our listenership comes from Twitter, that's where they found us, right? You know this. You know this. They Maybe. are aware. Maybe. They are aware of the, the comings and goings of uh, 
our future supreme overlord. in which case you should all get off twitter i love you all <laughs> but stop being on twitter so much stop giving people bad advice <laughs> um on to housekeeping this week since okay. we're just nothing's, burning through the intro here nothing's really changed uh, remember to rate and review us on the iTunes. Okay, uh, but I, I have a serious point to make on this. Mm-hmm. People get mad at us and give us one-star reviews, um, and it actually <laughs> genuinely impacts our rating. So Is there a if, new one I haven't seen? No, but I, sometimes I check, and the one-star reviews just annoy me every time. So, yeah, they are. Um, like, actually, like if you like the show, please do actually give us a good review, because there are people out there that don't listen to the show that are giving us bad reviews, So and it's hurting us in the algorithms and shit. Exactly. So. The, the only people who would give us bad reviews are people who don't listen to the show. That's exactly, true. <laughs> exactly. You're learning from elon yeah that's it from elon. no one else has even listened to the show <laughs> uh follow us on the social medias at nygbc pod on twitter and at nygbc ben uh i don't have any updates this week obviously because we're recording the day after we did last week's episode but we do have one inductee into the spooky world new world order bleh, and that is sarah wolf yet again mm. who was kind enough to reach out on Patreon, uh, she is a patron, and tell us that she had already been inducted into the New World Spooky World Order. Bleh. And and that on its own, uh, telling me that after I inducted her last week. It's a trifecta. Welcome uh, back. That on its own merits its own induction into the Spooky World New World Order, just for the honesty of it. The yep. pure honesty of the act. Uh, and also, because as everyone knows... You can become a member of the Spooky World New World Order bleh, as many times as you want. As many times as Kevin feels like saying those words in a row. <laughs> so, Sarah Wolf, you are now part of our New World Spooky World Order. And thank you oh so very much for the holiday cheer that you brought us. Of course, if you would like to join the Spooky World New World Order, bleh, you can tweet or post about the show on social media, recommending to others, send me a screenshot or tag us in it. Leave us a five-star review every can, drop me a screenshot to let me know, make a donation to a worthwhile charity, become a patron, or just get my attention with something good. Benedict! And thanks to all the patrons that wished us happy holidays. I know! A bunch of people did that. That was surprising. I don't remember that happening in the past. No, it's the first time. It's very kind. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for coming on this stupid journey with us. It was and very wishing nice. wishing us happy holidays. It was very, very nice. Yeah, and shame on all of you who didn't. That's not not my position on the matter that's kevin's sole position with all that out of the way benedict of course uh this episode will be coming out the week of new year's so uh, are we gonna I do figured, some fun new year's shit resolutions uh, I thi- I, well sort of sort of I, I figured i'd come up with a theme right and my theme is it is new year's tw- revolutions no no no, okay. no this is not uh going to be featuring a, a lot episode. of music from the band revolution uh the <laughs> mid 2000s ska band um but i did decide to name 2022 the year of the bad take okay that is what i have decided are you just gonna <laughs> be playing recordings of us saying dumb shit <laughs> <laughs> that would be great that would be so great when we when we end this show someday because everything has to end someday uh and go on to whatever show we decide to do next because we'll never stop podcasting no, you can't no. stop us no um I will just go through our back catalog and find all of our worst takes and play them. That'll be a, a great way to do it. But each one of the clips I have, for, we are, we're playing Prager Roulette today, I should okay. mention. I, I mentioned it last week, uh, just because of time constraints, my lack of sleep, all these sorts of things, uh, we went the easy route. Um, all the clips I have today uh, contain a spectacularly bad take in them. So that was the theme I was going for in putting these do together I... for today. 
Are, are there like red herring bad takes that will distract me from like the ultimate bad take? Um, I don't think they're. Let me think about it. I don't think so. I don't think I, I got anything in there to trick you. Okay. But we'll see if you can be tricked by any of these people. We have been like a total of six, six Great. videos for right. today. Let's go. So as we do, I will have you pick one through six. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's do three. Number three. All right, this one comes to us from Media Matters, Benedict. And this is from not the Not their take, presumably. No, no, not their take. Generally, their takes are okay. Yeah. At the very least. Okay. It's from Charlie Kirk. Let's see if you can pick up on the bad take. Someone says here, Charlie. Sure, some of the investors were as you described, but come on, the truth is anyone who considers themselves savvy enough to invest in crypto isn't also politically aware and most likely in the case not... I'm not going to read all that. There's some... Okay. <laughs> what are you not going to read, Charlie? Yeah. What are you not going to read? Something racist. I was the read. remainder of yeah. this letter full of, of anti-Semitic slurs, was it? it? I mean, I could have very easily seen that go off uh, into a, a place like that. Yeah. But uh, let's see. The take is coming. All right. Some bad things in there. But these investors saw it as a means to make money fast as they think that they should be and realize that the government isn't going to keep handing them out money. I don't know if I agree with that. There were a fair amount of very savvy people that looked at this as an exchange, as a place where they could at least keep some of their crypto assets. And for at least a year, crypto was increasing in value. That's true. And I'll tell you that crypto is more valuable in some way, it has more integrity. I would make this argument. Bitcoin in some ways, in other ways not, Bitcoin in some ways has more integrity than the U.S. dollar. Bitcoin has more integrity than the U.S. dollar. Is that the bad take? That is a bad yeah. take. That th th that's a such a wishy-washy thing to say. Also, like, in some ways, it has... Blah, blah. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. In some ways, Bitcoin is worth more than a human life. But in some ways, it's not. <laughs> like... The rest of it isn't very long. I'll play for it so you can hear how he's hedging this. It's it's very dumb. You can hear how he's hedging it. Kevin, of course it's it does. dumb. From being able to know how many Bitcoins are out there, the ledger, to the blockchain technology, in other ways, not so much, because the full faith and credit of the U.S. military backs up the U.S. dollar. <laughs> sure. The full faith and credit of the U.S. military yeah, that's, backs that's, up the U.S. It's dollar. It's no, no longer the gold standard, it's the military standard. <laughs> that's that's that what one, we're on now. That one is very funny. And also, if you ever criticize the, uh, the U.S. dollar for any reason, or the treasury, you're criticizing the troops. So exactly. fuck you. A troop will show up at your house, Benedict. They will show up at your house if you go after the treasury. Mm -hmm. um, I gotta also note, like, we talk about Charlie every now and then, but every time I play a video, you know the joke about his head getting larger and his eyes getting closer no, together? No, it's just, it just, like, make his face smaller on his head every okay. time, which is, like... It no, it's happening in real life, Benedict. It's <laughs> happening in real life. I swear to God, every time I see it, I see it more and more. And I don't know if I, it's that I see it more and more, or he has, like, that disease that makes little kids look like old people I think and makes their faces look all scrunched. I think he uh, might just be tired. I think Charlie should be tired. Uh, but that's the first one, Ben. Look, that's okay. a good bad take to lead yeah, us off. Yeah, it's a good start. Episode. Yeah, crypto, yeah. Sorry yeah. to everyone that lost a huge amount of money in crypto <laughs> this year, including me, by the way. Luckily, um, I, uh, even though uh, I, of course, uh, uh, gamble on the Robinhood app, as everyone does, 
never really got heavy into the crypto stuff. That's good. Just uh, maybe it's maybe it's because crypto's dumb. Uh, Benedict, five more videos. Okay. Which one will you have? Uh, can I give you a dealer's choice? Mm, dealer's choice. That's a tough one. Let me see. I'm gonna have to go with number four. Okay. If All I right. Have to pick dealer's choice. Uh, this is from One America News Network, Benedict, oh, and I'm just fuck. gonna play it. Give you no warning. Let's see where it goes. Okay. The bill passed the House with 267 votes, including 39 from Republicans, which you've heard me rant about previously. And as conservative commentator Dana Lash pointed out, by respect... You know, I, I gotta just say, I don't watch a whole lot of OAN. Okay. Um, OAN. Whatever. OANN. Um, the, the quality level between them and everyone else... Like it's it's a gulf. It's a well, real they're gulf banned of quality. From, like most things now, right? Like a lot of the yeah. distributors just stopped carrying the channel. Definitely, but I mean, it's just the woman who is talking. I don't know who she is. I didn't bother doing any research into this before we started, but she doesn't even have the basic speaking ability that I would uh, expect of a host on like a YouTube show. <laughs> <laughs> but the, even the, like the versus ability... Newsmax, right? Like that Newsmax is significantly more polished than OANN. I think Newsmax is. I think it is more polished because I think they'd been around longer, if I recall. So they had, and they had a bit more money flowing in at Newsmax. Okay. And of course, they're still on some real channels and stuff or some real uh, cable packages or whatever. Mm. But there's just, yeah, they don't have the money to hire anyone with a degree at OANN, I think. <laughs> going on here anyone who's taken a speech class is uh, uh too expensive for them respect for marriage biden means the persecution of people of faith under the guise of doing what obergefell already does act which is what republicans what? help why to did she add acts in the end? i don't i i think that's like it was a she was reading a tweet from dana loesch lash i forget how to pronounce her last name um yeah. and it was just like uh, she was trying to make a joke like Nah, it's the a real much longer name of the act, Respect yeah. for Marriage Act is, you know, doing what a Burgerfell already does act. Ah, yeah, but we were got worried em. that they might strike down a Burgerfell. Yes, like, that's that's why that this got passed. Which I should say, Dana Loesch and OAN wants them to do. Yeah, they should know because they're the ones calling for it yeah. all the time. <laughs> Jesus. Knowing it will put their constituents directly into the crosshairs. Join us now to discuss is Daniel Horowitz, a senior editor for The Blaze and the host of the Conservative oh, Review podcast. Thanks for being here tonight, Daniel. So, Daniel Horowitz, in case you didn't know, uh, looks like um, uh, Poindexter thought he could make it look cool. <laughs> That's who Daniel Horowitz <laughs> looks like. Uh, just, just imagine the word 18-year-old under no no that's not no. even it oh god i'm just fucking up here today imagine the word 35 year old under the high school bleachers that's what you get when you you see david horowitz i hate that daniel horowitz those are two different people those one, are, yeah. one of those is a uh vicious anti-muslim hate monger the other one uh also is but his name is daniel the other one is this fucking guy <laughs> great to be back with you kara Oh, so I think Lash puts it best in saying this is about the left taking punitive action now against religious holdouts on the right because they already got sadly what they wanted seven years ago. This is now about making us all fight for our lives, so to speak, in court like Jack. Fight Jones for our lives. Round two now, even with the Supreme Court victory under his belt. Is that what you Why said? Is they always like to bring so up fast? that fucking cake bigot. They always bring up the cake bigot. 
Why That's she who she was talking about, Jack Phillips. That's no, that guy. I know. I just, thing. I like, I know I'm a fast talker, but Jesus fucking Christ, you're hosting a cable show. Well, maybe she gets paid by the word. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what you see kind of going on. See, they got her off Fiverr, and that's what's in her contract. <laughs> sure, that, officially that's what it does, but unofficially it also codifies a slavery for the red states to make it clear. Okay, did you find the bad take yet? <laughs> yep, found it. <laughs> I would say it's not the only one that's happened, but it definitely, that was a bad one. So, uh, so officially, Benedict, officially, you officially. know, it's just like codifies her, but unofficially, you know how all those laws do things unofficially. Yep. You know how that happens. Yep. Uh, unofficially, the Respect for Marriage Act codifies slavery in red states. That's right. <laughs> Such a good take. Such a good take. Let's hear it. Keep going. That henceforth, they are going to be beholden to whatever licentious uh, hotness of the day California and the blue states come up with. Uh, fun fact, even when this was a very strong Judeo-Christian nation, the reality is there was never anything technically legally stopping a state from redefining marriage, you know, same sex or whatever else they wanted to do. Yet, yeah, we yet know. Nobody decided they wanted to. Yeah, uh, which is why we had to change that. Yeah. Cool. Good, 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 good talk, going, dude. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, get to your point, buddy. This, for the first time, forces states to redefine marriage. It is. It okay, pause it. It doesn't do that. His hot. T so, okay, I should. Uh, I, Abergefell I, did. Abergefell did do that. Yeah. This doesn't. I know what my hot take for the week is, and it mm -hmm. is that all federal laws are slavery. <laughs> And taxation is theft. Taxation is and theft. And 9-11 was an inside job. And Ron Paul was right. <laughs> all federal laws are slavery. Oh, God, I finally managed to turn Benedict to the dark side. on the states. <laughs> it's such a radical idea. It literally redefines the building block of civilization implicitly redefining man and woman. And what's interesting is... No, it doesn't implicitly redefine man and woman. Well, you know, it's so radical that uh, a good chunk of the Republican Party pretended to be fine with it for the last seven years. Yeah. That's how radical it is. Every single Democrat's for it and a good number of Republicans, like every issue. I played on my podcast a clip from Joe Biden just 15 years ago, not 60 years ago, you know, 2006, where he was like, of course, a marriage is a man and a woman. Uh, who would think otherwise? Yeah, people, that people change and evolve over time, dude. Yeah, man. Obama was elected and still wasn't also, saying sometimes same sex people, was okay. people lie to get elected. Also, yeah, I think it's likely that Biden might not, might have actually not been in favor of same-sex marriage, I don't know, 15 years ago. Yeah, but like John sometimes Doyle's you talk saying. to people and change your mind. Like, yeah, absolutely. I know he's in favor of it now. <laughs> yeah, So not cool. me. I never change my mind. I'm always right. <laughs> I know John Doyle has never changed his mind. <laughs> Except about what, uh, how many years apart he likes his women to him. Try something there about him looking like a creepy guy Keep going. around middle schools. Come on. Um, let's go on to the next video, Benedict. Let's see, we have four left. What'll you have? Three. Number three. All right. Number three. This is from PragerU, of course. You know how much we love it. And it is titled, Who Should Win the Nobel Peace Prize? Me. Mm, who do you think he's going to say, Benedict? Trump. 
well. It's Pete Hegseth, if that gives you any hints. Okay. Um, Trump would be the obvious choice, but no, 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 Benedict. Oh, no, no, no. Pete has a much different answer than that. Okay. If the Nobel Peace Prize was given out to people who truly made the world a more peaceful place, one group would win every year. So it's a group. He's established that it's a group. Can you guess? I want to. I only have bad ones. Like okay. I, was, I nearly Benedict, said, your ISIS. bad one might be correct. You never know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know how that happens with you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, I nearly said ISIS, but that's definitely not right. <laughs> that would be funny. The United States military. Oh, it's the wow. military should get the Nobel <laughs> Peace Prize. Mm, okay. Yeah. Hear me out, bruv. Like, <laughs> this, this is like this is like taking a bong hit in real time. <laughs> Man, the you military makes us all more so peaceful well. because it stops oh. war because everyone's so intimidated by our you, big You gun. know exactly the argument he's going to go oh, for. for sure. You know exactly the argument he's going to go sure. for. For sure. It's a dumb argument. Keep ripping that argument. bong, though, Pete. Let's go. It's a very dumb argument. The U.S. Army... Air Force, Navy, and Marines. Now, you may be thinking, how can you award a peace prize to a group whose purpose is to fight wars? Fair question. I'll tell you how. Because the reason we are free, the reason anyone on Earth today is free, is ultimately thanks to the U.S. military. The reason anyone on Earth is free is thanks to the U.S. military. <laughs> For the reason we have all these free Iraqis that are also dead. <laughs> like, ridiculous. What a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah. Listen, there's the- there's now peace in the world because everyone else is dead. So <laughs> Yeah, the US military worked out so well for Vietnam. Yeah. Free world from German domination in the First World War. Well, the US they military the was free- never in Vietnam. They were all advisors and consultants, Kevin. Oh, Come yes, on. that's what it was. That's what it was. So he said, save the world from Germany in World War One or something like that. That's we talking bollocks. About, I want to get it clear. Yeah. Yeah. They, they weren't really all that interested in the rest of the world in World War One. No, they didn't like- enter the war until 1917. <laughs> the free world from japanese and german fascism in the second world war and what about the fascism now that's surging in the country (laughs) you know i we always have to go back to this right i i don't know why i said we always have to go back to this but it's something that comes up i think every now and then if you had to pick a moral war a good war a just war i think the one you have is world war ii yeah I think that's like World War One was an extremely stupid war that should never have very been stupid war. Very very stupid. Maybe war. the stupidest, like on a ratio of kills to stupidity, the stupidest <laughs> war that there has ever been. You are not allowed back to the UK for Poppy Day. <laughs> I miss Poppy Day already. It's fine. <laughs> the free world from communism in the Cold War. So. Okay. so- saved us from communism in the Cold War. How? You know how the military did that by losing in Vietnam. <laughs> Uh, Benedict, you're forgetting they also lost in Korea. Well, half. Korea was a draw. I'd they say. lost half. It was a gentleman's <laughs> gentleman's draw. Mm, I think they very much intended to win and didn't, and I think we have to call that a loss. Maybe. And they're saving it now. That half. might sound like. By the way, funny thing for me, and this is just because of you know all the Alex Jones stuff we're doing. But the little, you know, cartoony image that he put up that Prager you always does, it was a black helicopter. Oh shit. It's be relevant going to, to the bomb only that we're recording Alex's right house. <laughs> Sound like an exaggeration, but only- By the way, 
way, if you don't know who Pete Hegseth is, he's the guy that took his Harvard diploma out and crossed out Harvard and wrote woke on it or some shit. <laughs> That's who this fucking little pissy boy you, crybaby is. You know who should get the Nobel Prize for literature? Who? That guy for doing that. <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to have a better crafted joke than that. Nope. I don't know why I expected that. Nope. Only because they have protected us for so long. National security, the protection of citizens from an external foe, is not a given. You know, legit question. Let's, let's just say 20th century and beyond. When has the U.S. military actually protected the United States? Well, you have to bomb people preemptively so that <laughs> okay. they don't attack you. That's also not really a fair question because, like, 9-11 happened very, very soon. I'll go back to the only one where I would say it's probably World War II, where there's, like, a legitimate threat of perhaps something (sighs) happening. And, you know, I don't know if the Nazis were going to do, like, an overseas invasion. I don't think think anyone— But I think there's the threat that if Nazism took over the world or took over a large chunk of Europe, then there could be horrific and awful things happening. America is uninvadable. Like, it it simply cannot be invaded. Mm. Um, Benedict, have have you heard about our southern border? Have you heard about our Lord and Savior, uh, the migrant caravan? Yeah. Um, I mean, by saying the 20th century, you notably leave out 9-11, which is uh, a big I, a big attack on No, no, I, I said tw- 20th century to now. Oh, I see. The, well, the then ni- military 9-11. Well, from 9/11. no, but they fucking could have done. <laughs> wow. Benedict taking the hot takes here. Wow. I mean, what the, could the, they have done, Benedict? Not, so not the military, but the intelligence community definitely knew something was sure, happening. Sure, I'm just talking about it. the... He's not saying the intelligence community. No, you're he's right. You're right. I'm, you're right. Sorry. I apologize to the military community. There was nothing... Again, Benedict, I know that you have agreed with Alex now and you think 9-11 was an inside job that's done not, by the CIA and Israel. Yeah, I get it. You're that, on his side no, on that No, that's one. not what I said. Uh, uh, but what, what did the military do? No, no, nothing. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, no, because because there no, and there was actions. nothing, nothing to do based on what the intelligence told the military. To be fair, right? So. It's just us invading people because we're mad about something. Yep, we're scared of communism. That's what it is. Far from it. It's the product of the hard work of American military men and women who stand guard twenty-four hours a day, three hundred and sixty-five days a year, every year, and they've been doing so for as long as any of us can remember. The First World War, the Second World War, the Cold War, the Korean War. How about the Spanish-American War, Pete? Why are you leaving that one out, you <laughs> son of a bitch? My great-great-grandfather didn't uh, slaughter some 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 Puerto Ricans for nothing. Was it Puerto Rico in the Spanish-American yeah, War? I feel like it parts was. Parts of it, and Cuba, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Again, blame my exhaustion mm-hmm. for the poor jokes this week. All right, Benedict, are we done with Pete? I think He doesn't so. have anything better to say beyond that. I think, I think we need and to I, be done yeah, Okay, it. I should. I should just note here, right, because it, it, it it's nice to do so. I don't think that there's anything wrong with people who believe that joining the military is a good thing to do, right? I think that just the, the fact that you believe that it's, you know, whatever, that's not inherently bad. I think a lot of people, like, see anyone who joins the military as, you know, dumb or evil or whatever i think the breakdown that i always go to is sort of like well there are people who do things for good intentions but they maybe aren't informed or know enough or whatever and then there are people who do things for bad intentions and i think that's sort of the breakdown you got to look at is right what's their intentions are their motives good or bad you know 
Yeah, I think I think uh, deifying the military in the way that society does very is, weird. is generally bad, and also very, like very weird. creating whole classes of families that just become military. Like so my son's in the military, and I now I'm in the military, and my like my and then my son's going to be in the military. I think that is worrisome as well. Um, very, very much so. And also the way it uh, is predatory to uh, people who don't want student loans or whatever and says that will pay student mm. loans and things. Like, I think that's very bad. I don't well. want student loans, Benedict. You... I don't want student loans. Okay, well, you... They tried to recruit me for JAG when I was in law school. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. Okay. They really did. All right. They kept telling you about that student loan forgiveness. Right. Um, <laughs> Benedict... Three more videos. Which one will you have? Two. Number two. All right, Benedict. Comes back to Media Matters. Um, you're going to know right away what's going on here, so I'm just going to play. Okay. I think Ye's faking it. Oh, fuck. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Bad take in the first second. In the first second. Jesus. So this is, of course, uh, Tim Pool. Uh, douchebag extraordinaire hat guy um and this is after kanye had been on his show okay but this is notably before he went on Infowars, right i think uh, i don't remember that was days apart yeah right? i like, know like, but he tweeted like yeah i i actually saw him to be fair to tim pool he tweeted yeah i was mm. fucking wrong about that so <laughs> <laughs> this is november 30th this is when this was done uh by by tim uh, but uh, I don't remember what the date was. I think it was in December he went on Joe Alex. Might have been. We should have looked that up ahead of time, but I'm sure you'll do it as I play the video. Sure. Let's let's see how bad Tim's take turned out to be. Right. I think he's distressed. I think he was stressed out for a variety of reasons. I don't know why you wanted to do my show. He's going through a divorce. He mentioned that in uh, uh, the pre- Yeah, man. The whole world knew Kanye was getting a divorce. Literally the whole world. We all knew for the last two years since he's gotten divorced mm -hmm. that it's been going on. He went on Infowars on December 2nd. So this is, okay. in, the, this is in the interim between this and A couple that. days before. Yeah. By the way, fun fact, and of course you should go and listen to Knowledge Fight if you want to hear more about this. Uh, but Alex had Nick Fuentes back on his show in the last couple of days. Great. And did a horrific interview where he was constantly trying to basically... Um, um, water down Nick's ideas for his audience to make them more acceptable. Classic. As Nick is sitting there and saying, nah, man, it's the Jews. It's the Jews. <laughs> and Alex still, even after he did, I don't remember who Alex was on with. It might have been Crowder or somebody where Alex went on and called Nick, you know, I didn't know he was about the, all about this Hitler stuff. Uh, then Alex has him back on and he's selling him to his audience. As you do. Yeah. It's just gross. Just fucking gross. A fucking neo-Nazi. The pre-show. He's saying that they're, they're trying to he's trying to figure out how to get his kids. But, you know, um, just, you know, he's in a divorce. It seemed, seemed like he was stressed out. He do all divorced dads get really into Hitler? Some of them do. You know, <laughs> it's more, that is more, a fair point. More normally in a I'm going to read a lot about World War Two and that's going to become my personality <laughs> way. But some of them presumably become neo-Nazis. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume uh, that the the ranks of the American, uh, I forget what the name of Rockwell's group was at that one point where he called it the White People's Party. Mm -hmm. uh, I would presume there was a, a higher than average number of divorcees among that group. I would imagine that that was a thing. And or incels, yeah. Yes. 
He mentioned on the show that they're trying to put him in prison because they're saying he was. Although Kanye, according to himself, and who knows how much you can fucking believe him right now, is a vol cell at the moment. Okay. Which I think is a little bit crazier. Yeah. I think it's a little bit crazier because the intent, the purposefulness, the willingness of vol after being Kanye for your whole life. Yeah. Being voluntarily celibate sounds batshit to me. Yeah. Sounds crazy. And he owes a lot of taxes and stuff like that. Dude's probably stressed out. But um, I think there's a loose plan to everything he's doing. I don't know if he's like mapped out and said, here's here's the moves. We're yeah. And it's to become the next Hitler. That's the loose to, plan. To become the Joker. Yeah. We're gonna make. I think his moves are deliberate is one way to put it. Now I'll scroll down and get right to, uh, uh, we, we, we hear this, the master troll got trolled. And then uh, I'll jump to these quotes. Yiannopoulos said Fuentes is serving in an advisory capacity to Ye. Giorno is not an official member of the unofficial Ye campaign team. But So if you're unfamiliar with Tim Pool, and I'm not particularly familiar with him, his whole gimmick is just sort of reading news articles on air and commenting on the... Clearly having never read them before. I think he... Isn't he the guy that Paul Joseph Watson sent to, like, Sweden to document no-go zones as, like, an impartial journalist back in the day? I don't think you're thinking of the right person. I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't think that was Tim Pool. I could be wrong, but I don't think that was Tim Pool. I think that was a... What's that dude? Peter Sweden thing? Uh, the the Twitter dude who, who you know, I think at one point it came out that he had like fled to the country to avoid volu- uh, uh, mandatory military service. Yeah, yeah, I did. And then he came back and was racist again. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Oh, fuck. Are you looking for it right now? Yeah, I am. Okay, well, you'll find out if that's correct. Well, I play a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was play. right. Chicago-based journalist Tim Pool took him up on the offer and traveled to Rinkenby and other so-called no-go zones. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, that actually happened. Of course, there are no no-go zones, so yeah. I, I don't know how it came out on that, but uh, I'm going to guess with Tim Pool's track so record. I think, of- I think he used to do, like, legit, like, documentaries and journalism and stuff, and then, like, not... Like, well, he worked for Vice leg- for a time. Not legit, necessarily, but, like, yeah. like he did on-the-ground work right, back right. in the he day. He was standing and- in a place with a camera. Yeah. I will give him that. Yeah. He was standing in a place with a camera. And but then, now like, he his, does this instead. The beginning of his career was really just like when Occupy Wall Street happened, he mm-hmm. went out there with a camera and he pretended to be a journalist, right? Despite having, you know, no experience or training or whatever. And then, ever since then, he's just been consistently moving more, more and more towards the fascist right mm-hmm. while demanding everyone call him a classical liberal and a centrist despite that obviously never being true. I mean, yeah. when you have your fucking show, when the only people you ever interview are hard right weirdos um, and you just agree with them all the time, no, no, Timmy, you're not a centrist. But flew to LA to meet with them this week. Quote, I wanted to show Trump the kind of talent that he's missing out on by allowing his terrible handlers to dictate who he can and can't hang out with. Handlers. told NBC News. I also wanted to send a message. To- I love that it's so much like playground bullshit. Yeah. Where it's like, well, you know, you, uh, you are always hanging out with Tim and, and Tim won't let you hang out with me and Richard because one time I peed in his lunchbox <laughs> and now he doesn't want to hang out with me. And that, you know, man, you, you should really just hang out with us. Fuck Tim. Fuck Tim. <laughs> Fucked him, though. <laughs> message to Trump that he has systematically, repeatedly neglected, ignored, abused the people who love him the most. 
the people who put him in office. And that kind of behavior comes back to bite you in the end. I mean, that is correct. That is Milo taking a tiny grain of something correct that that Trump has abused all of the people who supported him and loved him the most Yo, to a point sure, that yeah. is just ridiculous, to be honest. Yeah, that, that part is true. That part is very much true. Um, I don't think we need much more of this. We got the bad take we were looking for out yep. of it. I think immediately within one there. second. We have two more videos to go, Benedict. What will you have? Give me two. Number two, Benedict. Oh, I apologize to you because this is another Tim Pool video. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, but it's also relevant to something I just said about Tim Pool. Awesome. Hanging around with hard right fascist weirdos all the time. Let's hear it go. I was thinking about this as like uh, for the long term. Like, where is this along the path of humanity when we look back in a thousand years? Like, what what was happening right now? What will they remember it happening? I think what's happening is crazy. It is is it. Kanye's waking up a bunch of Jewish people and pointing them to God. Like that's mm, a bad take. That's mm, maybe the worst take. Mm, that that's a pretty bad take, Benedict. That's a bad. And by take. the way, date on this one, December seventh. Okay, December seventh is okay. the date on this one. Yep, bad take. This is bad after take. the Infowars appearance. Whoo boy, this is after Net and YooHoo. <laughs> this is after I Love Hitler. This is after all of it. Nothing. There's. I don't know who this guy is, but uh, I did read that apparently he's like a, a, you know, friend of Tim's. Okay. Who he hangs out with, and uh, he's saying some Nazi shit. So let's hear what he goes on to say. Like last night on that Gavin Wait, McGinnis what? interview, I'll, I'll explain it. Gavin was like, <laughs> I don't know think... about that one, Ian. <laughs> yeah, Gavin's like, because Nick was saying, oh, there's a cabal. When that's the best you have, I don't know about that one, Ian. Yeah. When that's the best you have. Instead of fuck you, you fucking Nazi shit, get the fuck out of my home where my <laughs> studio is and go. Just fucking run. Run or I will follow you and beat you into the ground because you're a Nazi. <laughs> um, then then you don't really have a good response to that. Not much not of a leg to stand on there. Yeah. Or they were saying there's a cabal of people that are preventing Kanye from, you know, get, getting to another echelon of wealth or whatever. There's a cabal and Kanye's like, it's the Jewish people. And... Uh, Gavin was like, I, I don't think they're Jewish. If you don't yeah. believe in God, you're not Jewish. And it's something I said last week, too. So, Gavin, if you're listening, hell yeah, dude. Nice one. And it's true. Okay. If you don't believe in God, you're not Jewish. Says this obviously Christian person. That's so, my assumption about so him. So, it's, but the, it's the secular Jews that are the cabal. Is that what this I mean, is? that... Man, that's just protocols shit. We yeah. read we read the fucking protocols. Yeah, they don't sucks. actually believe in God according to the protocols. It's all just a trick. Oh man, this is it's just straight up anti-Semitism right in Tim's face. Think, and think I might be done with this one. Can we go on know, to the I, next one? Well, we'll give it a little bit longer, but I, I think, and here's my theory, Tim is at the stage of his career where Alex Jones was 10, 15 years ago. Where Alex had to regularly deal with, because maybe he couldn't afford people to like, you know, talk to people on the phones before they called into the show. Uh, he had to just deal with people who would call in and start saying straight up neo-Nazi shit on the air. Yeah. Like he did the other day on his show, which we played. Yep. Right? Now he's just accepting it. But if you listen to those older shows, Alex would recognize the Nazi stuff. And be like, and try uh -oh. to. No, he would interrupt and he'd, he'd change it. He would change what the person was saying 
You know, someone said the word Zionists, and Alex would interrupt and be like, I know there's people out there, powerful people who really run the world. You know, we know we know that they're, they're, they have powerful interests and they uh, keep all the money, you know, something like that. He would try and pivot it mm. to keep the person from saying the word Jews, okay. right? He would basically do something like that. Um, Tim hasn't learned that craft yet. No. He obviously also, hasn't this learned dude that is clearly just his friend, right? So it's it's. Hot, I think that's it? what it is. Yeah, Tim has uh, Nazis for friends. So cool. let's give him a little bit more and hear what he has to say. It's only a two minute long clip. Okay, all right, all right, all right. True, and no, I no, think no, 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 that's that's not true. Let me finish, you, please. I, I understand, but I want to, I want to, like, if you make a point, let, just explain. If you make like twelve points in a row, we can't address all of them. It's called the Gish Gallop. So if you, you said, oh, Tim. Oh, Tim, you are such a creature of the mid-2000s internet. Yeah. It's delicious. It's yeah. truly beautiful. And a few things right now that I think need to be addressed. One, you can be ethnically Jewish and not religious. Yeah, you well, I think secular. you need a different word for that. Okay, well, that's 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 an important thing to, to make. To, 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 it's to, like to, saying to the Okay, this is the point where you start punching the Nazi. This is where you start punching the Nazi, <laughs> To be, he is, he is at least nominally trying. Like, oh, this, it's such lame pushback, It is, it is lame pushback. Word means two different things. It's nonsense. The word means something. What does the word mean? What does Jewish mean? Okay. Let's define it and move on. You know, give me two definitions. You can say religiously or you can say ethnically then, right? Well, I'm talking about, I'm just talking about the word. What does the word mean? Let's be specific. The word means that you're Jewish, meaning what? That you're a Jew, it, meaning what? It, it, that you it, believe in God. That's the tenet of Judaism. That That's like the tenet. I'm, I'm pretty sure we have people here who are ethnically Jewish. Their parents were. Like, if your great-great-grandparents were Jewish, then that doesn't mean that you are. you got to believe in it. This isn't it's great. It's a process. I'm, I'm, like an I'm, I'm about done with this. It's not great. No, it's not that's great. it. Last clip. Someone who gets millions of views on YouTube every day is hanging out with people like this. That's not good. No. Nope. definitely not good. All right, Benedict. Last clip, I think we might have saved. Uh, maybe this is a palate cleanser for okay. us. Okay, all right. Um, if only because we've heard it so many times before. <laughs> this is a PragerU clip. It is titled, Illegal Immigration, It's About Power. Oh, hell yeah. And it is presented by none other than Tucker Swanson McNeil Carlson oh, himself. Fuck. Let's see how this goes. A group of protesters, most of them young, Denouncing President... I'm going to restart it because it looked like it was a second in, so here we go. I recently watched a group of protesters, most of them young, denouncing President Donald Trump's immigration policies. They were waving Mexican flags and shouting, Si, si puede! Yes, we can. This is now the rallying cry of the open borders left. Yeah. Uh, the you know how everyone out there <laughs> is chanting, Si, si puede! For open borders. Yeah, with a Mexican flag, because that makes uh -huh. sense for a country, like, when there's no borders, it makes sense to have countries. Yep, yep. But it wasn't always. In fact, I wondered if a single person at the protest knew where it came from. Okay, Benedict, you can't guess where this is going. You really can't where this guess where this is going. I, I know you can't. No. But it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Okay. The slogan first became famous 50 years ago, thanks to Cesar Chavez. He was the founder of the United Farm Workers Union. When Chavez said, si se puede, he meant something very different. What do you think Tucker is about to say that Chavez meant? That we should unite and overthrow the bourgeoisie and the ruling class? No. Here we go. Yes, we can. Seal the borders. <laughs> it's almost like words can mean multiple things. Especially something as generic as that. Like, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, 
smell it. This is delicious. All so, right. um, it is true. I mean, yeah, Chavez, it's not wrong, but it is true that Chavez was against uh, illegal immigration, right? He was against people coming across the border. Um, but that's not what the phrase meant. That's not why the United Farm Workers used it. That's not why anyone was chanting it. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right, Tucker, let's go. Yeah. Cesar Chavez hated illegal immigration. He was Hispanic, obviously, and definitely on the left, but he fought. Okay, so he's a commie, so we don't have to listen yeah. to him. But didn't he, didn't he also want reform so that people didn't have to do it illegally? So, like, that's presumably a large part of it. You know, I don't know enough about Cesar Chavez's pretty. If there's one thing I know about Cesar Chavez, it's not about immigration. Yeah, that's fair. It's about some of the other stuff he did. That's fair. <laughs> fought to keep illegal Mexican immigrants out of this country. He understood that peasants from Latin America will always work for less than Americans. Peasants. Peasants. He called them peasants. He meant it, too. That wasn't a slip of the tongue. Mmm. Yeah. Yep. Americans will. That's why employers prefer them. Chavez knew that. As long as we have a poor country bordering California, he wants to You know what would stop that? It's going to be very difficult. A minimum what? wage. Mmm. That would. That would indeed. Be nice. Difficult to win strikes. In 1969, Chavez led a march down okay, the center of California to pro. You don't want people to strike, you motherfucker. <laughs> well, it's it's a thing you see. We see this all the time. I think with a lot of the people we talking cover. out of both sides of his mouth. Yeah. Well, they'll shit on the left all day. They will disregard someone just because they're you know to the the left of of Harry Truman. I don't know. I was thinking of someone random. Um, to the left of Ronald Reagan, uh, to the left of Belito Mussolini, <laughs> Belito. Um, but uh, the, the moment that person says something that might be helpful to them in saying that the left is crazy, they'll take them. Yeah, it's why you know anyone, all these people who were supposed leftists, but they also hate trans people. They have an instant slot on Tucker Carlson's mm -hmm. show, right? All those sorts of people, all that stuff happening all the time protest the hiring of illegal immigrant produce pickers. Marching alongside him was Democratic Senator Walter Mondale and the Reverend Ralph Abernathy, the longtime aide to Martin Luther King. Ten years later, Chavez dispatched armed union members into the desert to assault Mexican nationals who were trying to sneak Do across the Do we think that's good? The, like, I... I, I think Tucker would... I mean, I think Tucker wants machine guns on the border. I'm pretty sure. I, I I don't think that armed union members with chains is enough for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chavez's men beat immigrants with chains and whips made of barbed wire. Illegal aliens who dared to work as scabs had their houses firebombed and their cars burned. Chavez wasn't embarrassed about any of this. He bragged about it. Yeah, let me just uh, go on the record saying um, he should have been embarrassed and he shouldn't have bragged about any of that and he shouldn't have done it. Don't brag about physical violence. It's yeah, bad. don't do physical violence unless yeah. it's Nazis. I'm okay with Nazis. Uh, uh, that's a joke. That's a joke, CIA. You hear me? For the record. Uh, joking about punching Nazis. <laughs> no matter. Chavez remains a progressive hero. President Obama declared his birthday a commemorative federal holiday. It's an official day off in a half a dozen states. There's a college named after him and dozens of public schools. Cesar Chavez's life is a reminder of how much the left has changed and how quickly. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a reminder of how many people have complicated histories <laughs> and, with many uh, of the various yeah. issues they and encounter And people are three-dimensional. Three 
But I do love how he managed here to turn Cesar Chavez uh, and his legacy into being entirely about immigration. Yeah, I, and it's, I think Tucker Carlson is anti-scab, so that's... Uh, um, mm, uh, not if the Swanson factory starts uh, having a strike. That's that certainly definitely not. You gotta get those chicken dinners. Here's the Until chi- recently, the chicken most dinner Democrats air. agreed with Chavez. They opposed unchecked immigration. Until recently, most Republicans workers, didn't like fascists. Right. <laughs> also true, yes. One study by a Harvard economist examined the effects of the mass migration of Cuban refugees to this country in 1980. The so-called... Yeah, turn Florida red. Yeah. <laughs> Easy jokes can be fun. Mariel Boatlift. He found that American workers in Miami with a high school education saw their wages fall by more than 30% after the refugees arrived. Is this video Tucker's attempt to turn Florida blue again? Yeah, I'm confused. And, and like, also, what have been the long-term effects of it? Because, like, maybe there were some short-term effects, but, like... Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, again, I didn't have the time. I didn't bother to look into a lot of the claims in these videos before we started today. But I am well aware that the majority of studies show a net positive from immigration. Oh, yeah, yeah, hugely. Bullshit things. Um, I think that what what I do recall from you know reading about these in the past is there are oftentimes a short term reduction in wages or some effects like that, but long term it's always a net positive. Mm-hmm. So, if you believe in supply and demand, this is not surprising. After the fall of if you believe in supply and demand, because you know how that's a thing that's believed in. It's about belief. Mm-hmm. It's about faith yeah. in supply and demand. It's about worshiping at the altar of Ayn Rand. Benedict, play Bioshock already. <laughs> you have to play it. Fall of Saigon in 1975, Democratic Governor Jerry Brown opposed letting Vietnamese refugees into California on the grounds of the state. Yeah, he was wrong. Yeah. He was wrong to do that. That was not good. None of us think this is good. We're all trying to find you know, the guy who did this. And I, yeah, I know. I'm sitting here and I'm going, wait, ah, didn't, doesn't Tucker deny that parties ever change their positions on things? Because you have to say that the South is racist and it was Democrats and the Democrats are still racist. Yeah. But now he's pointing out how they've changed on these issues. That would be a problem for anyone who cared about consistency. Yeah. Well, maybe the he could change already had mind. enough poor people. As he put it at the time, There's something a little strange about saying, let's bring in 500,000 more people when we can't take care of the 1 million Californians out of work. Which is now a conservative talking point. First-term Senator Joe Biden of Delaware Mm -hmm. agreed. Oh, no, the conservative one is you have to take care of the troops first. Yeah, that's true. The the homeless veterans first that we caused by all those wars that Pete Hegseth thinks saved the world. He introduced federal legislation to curb the arrival of the Vietnamese. Yeah, man. We all know Joe Biden didn't used to be that great. We're all aware of it. Still but isn't that great, but is better than he this, was. There's this funny comedian guy named Bo who wrote a song that kind of explains how we all feel about Joe Biden. <laughs> okay? Go check it out. It's on TikTok. Two decades later, leading Democrats were still wary of mass immigration, especially illegal immigration. As Bill Clinton put it in the 1995 State of the Union address, Americans are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jo- Pause it. You know, you know who thought more immigration would be good? Ronald Reagan and also George H.W. Bush. Like there was a whole, we need to reform immigration so that we can have more immigrants come legally because right now we make it too hard and people are coming 
without papers. So well, it is it is definitely true, and I think this might be a, a component of how this happened. You know, we know about party uh, the way that the South was taken over by the GOP, etc. But there was a native a nativist swing in the 1990s and 2000s that took over the Republican Party. There was, yeah, and, and a part of it was the Cold War ending and them not feeling like they had to be as liberal in some ways. Yeah, to, so they really yeah. did uh, swing over to that nativist, anti-immigration position. And I think there's also, you know, you have to make the point whenever the right starts talking about immigration, you have to make the point that uh, you guys always complain about it being, oh, we just don't like the illegal ones. We want everyone to do it the, the right way, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And then you make it incredibly hard to do it the right way. It is you incredibly hard. the number of people allowed in the right way. You do all the things you can to make sure that people can't get here the right way. Can confirm. Yeah. So um, they're full of horse shit. And uh, I think we're done with this video. I think so. I don't think we need to really go any further. And that was it. Better like that. That is our last Happy 2023. Of 2022. Yes, it will be 2023 by the time you hear us next. We are coming to you from the past no. right now. Uh, that's how these always are. They're recorded. But we are very happy to have all of you here with us. We will be back with a new book chapter in the new year. That's where we will start right off, since obviously we didn't do one in the last two weeks. But um, 2022 has been a pretty good year. I'm hoping 2022 is even better. 2023? Whatever it is. Fuck you. I'm tired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC and become a patron for as little as $1 an episode. For patron-only episodes, shout-outs on the show, early releases of all our episodes, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons, Sarah Wolf, Megan A. Dooley, Gloria Scott, Isaac Horvat, Clifton Stuckey, Pause, Lilith210, a baby, wah, Veronica Forker. I see. I get thrown off when we get new patrons because I have a rhythm. I know. And there's like if I enough know. come at one Poor time, it us. throws me off. And Poor I, us I, having more I patrons giving us I more money. Veronica Forker, Melissa C, JD, George Saulnier, Janet Yutter, Stefan, Shannon Hailman, Utah Outcast, Brent Lee, Dave Barwick, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Mockingbird Nation, Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, Megan Ruth, Glowrung the Deceiver. Big Easy Blasphemy, Stephen Blah, Jay Reynolds, Stephen and Cindy Dimmick, Taro Tacanon, and Balls Waterson. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. And that's it for this week's show. Till next time, should old acquaintance be forgotten. Goodbye. Goodbye. podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.